presented by Pharma. Hey, good morning, playbookers. I'm Rogan of Volin. It's Thursday. Today's show, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's appeal falls short, at least for now. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Less than 24 hours after Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's video addressed to Congress, most lawmakers remain firmly opposed to a no-fly zone, fearing escalation with Russia and Democratic allies of the Biden administration. From Senate Majority Whip Dick Durbin to swing state freshman Senator Mark Kelly, continue to push back against Zelensky's desired fighter jet transfer. But Democratic lawmakers aren't united on the latter by any means. For example, Senator Richard Blumenthal, who visited the Poland-Ukraine border in recent days, is one of the latest to vocalize his support for the transfer. But as we mentioned back on Monday, in the past couple of weeks, Congress has been successful in forcing President Joe Biden's hand on Ukraine, largely because they've been united, all the way up to top levels of leadership. Right now, they're still fractured on this issue. The question though, will that pushback hold? That's hard to say, especially when we're seeing headlines about Russian forces shooting Ukrainian civilians standing in a bread line or bombing a theater where hundreds were sheltering and where Ukrainians had specifically denoted the word children in large letters to signal to bombers to stay away. What's more, at least one Democratic leader, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer himself, has supported the transfer of these planes before. In a March 5th statement after his Zoom with Zelensky, he said, quote, These planes are very much needed, and I will do all I can to help the administration to facilitate their transfer. The pressure from the right is also reaching a tipping point. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell didn't mince words when he exited Zelensky's video conference and told reporters that, quote, Biden needs to step up his game right now before it's too late. And as our colleagues mentioned yesterday, Republicans are out hawking Biden and the Democratic Party on this issue. At the White House, in the hours after Zelensky's speech, the Biden administration touted its latest bid to help, an $800 million Ukraine assistance package that includes 800 anti-aircraft missiles, 9,000 anti-armor systems, 7,000 small arms, and 20 million rounds of ammo. Biden also called Russian President Vladimir Putin a, quote, war criminal Wednesday, an intentional rhetorical escalation. But the reality is that these were not the big concessions Zelensky, who also proposed sanctions on all Russian politicians and on non-Russian companies that do business with Russian entities, was looking for. Last week, the RNC's Site Selection Committee voted to eliminate Salt Lake City from contention as host city of the 2024 Republican National Convention. Sources tell Playbook that Salt Lake City will, however, be considered for 2028. That leaves two cities for 2024, Milwaukee and Nashville. We're told that RNC Chair Ronna McDaniel was in Milwaukee on Wednesday to meet with the mayor and members of the host committee. Representatives of both cities will be in Washington next week to make their final pitches to the RNC Site Selection Committee. Privately, GOP political operatives called them, quote, heel nippers. Candidates running in races where they have little to no shot and winning, but who manage to take aim at the frontrunner and damage him or her in a primary before the general election. Republicans are particularly worried about these types in 2022. We've recently heard the term used to describe Gary Black, a Republican running against football legend Herschel Walker in Georgia. Black, a cattle rancher and state agriculture commissioner, is out with a new ad this week highlighting allegations of violence in Walker's past, including incidents where he allegedly put a razor to his ex-wife's throat, choked her, and held a gun to her head. 
asked for its response to the ad, Walker Campaign Comms Director Mallory Blount told Playbook that, quote, the only thing more embarrassing than Gary Black's obsession with Herschel Walker is Gary's fundraising and poll numbers. Black campaign spokesman Dan McLegan told Playbook that no one in the Republican Party has asked him to take those ads down. But privately, we've heard Republicans grumbling about spots like this, which they worry will boost Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock in a state Republicans need to flip in order to win back the Senate. Still, it's likely just a taste of what's to come in the general election. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 9.30 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will receive the president's daily brief. At 10.30, Biden will have a bilateral meeting with Irish Taoiseach Michael Martin. It's worth noting the schedule was sent before Martin tested positive for coronavirus and it's likely to change. At noon, Biden and Martin will speak at the annual Friends of Ireland lunch, hosted by Speaker Nancy Pelosi at the Capitol. And at 5 p.m., the Bidens will host the Martins for a Shamrock presentation in the East Room. At 11.35 a.m., Vice President Kamala Harris will swear in Shalonda Young as OMB Director. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 2 p.m. The House will meet at 10 a.m. The Financial Services Committee will mark up sanctions and other bills aimed at hitting Russia and Belarus and supporting Ukraine at 10 a.m. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will hold her weekly press conference at 10.45. The Senate is in today. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Munavala, and have a good Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. We need to make the cost of medicine more predictable and affordable. Government price setting is the wrong way. The right way means covering more medicines from day one making out-of-pocket costs more predictable, and sharing negotiated savings with patients at the pharmacy counter. More at pharma.org slash betterway.